another episode of damsels in discussion where we discuss pop culture from our funny feminist foul mouth perspective this week our main topics are the game of thrones season three premiere and the march 27th episode of nashville coming back from its hiatus i am brandy sperry in los angeles i'm shannon bowen in oakland and i'm Teresa schechter in brooklyn all right let's start with game of thrones We've been anticipating this. Um, I thought it was a pretty good episode with a couple clunker storylines, which is kind of par for the course for the first episodes of the season with this show, I think. Yeah, before it started, uh, I tweeted out to the world and asked the one person in the room, who do you think was going to be the opening image of the premiere? Really didn't think it was going to be Sam. <laughs> well, that is no. where they ended. Yeah, but that's true. I kind of thought they were going to start with Tyrion or Daenerys. The storylines yeah. that ended really big, but I, I did love the whirling snow and the terrifying sound. I mean, it definitely was like, oh, we're back. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not and like any lot- other show. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And it kind of reminds us of the very first, the opening episode of the whole series. You know, mm-hmm. when they're in the middle of the snow, when there are these white yeah. walkers and, and, you know, like a severed head, like in the first five minutes. I know. We what was I saying about head? those severed heads? They're everywhere. We got a severed head before we got the boobs. So. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until 15 minutes till we saw the first tits. I paid attention. <laughs> so I don't know what that says about this season, if that's they're sending a message, but. More severed heads, less tips. Well, winter is coming, and it doesn't seem like winter is very fun. We're, yeah, it's going to be too cold for so many tits to be out. And it's <laughs> yeah. <winter's> exactly. <laughs> well, you can keep your furs on, you know. Yeah. Just peek one out. <laughs> Just peek one out. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, a lot has been said about all the all the tits on this show and, like, the unrelenting female nudity. and. I feel like the best way to deal with this is just to get more male nudity on the show. I oh, want yeah. to see Jon Snow's ass. Is it too much to ask to see Jon Snow's ass? Come on. Throw me a bone here, you know, so to speak. <laughs> what so kind of bone speak. are you referring to? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I mean, I've already said that I just want Rob to be naked all the time. But I mean, what what we would really get is we would get like brawn which is not really what I need, you know. He was the one that was with the prostitute this time, so. No, not so much. Well, I do think that Egret and Jon Snow are going to get it on. I mean, I that that is a Bruin, so hopefully we'll get some good butt shots with that. Oh, please. <laughs> yes, and if Rob could take his shirt off just once, that would be great. Yeah. We ask for so little, you know? Seriously. I mean, I would like to see Rob doing something. Like, we never, he never fights. He's either just sitting or standing. He's yeah. Rudy, Matter's mom. I was pretty yeah. confused by what the hell the Starks were doing this 
episode. Like, they were, like, looking for some Lannisters asses to kick, but the Lannisters were, like, in retreat or something. And then they were at Hall, which was, like, a rubble, but I thought that's what Lord Baelish just, like, inherited and was supposed to go rule, so I'm just completely confused by what the hell they're doing right now. I thought the only thing interesting is that Catelyn Stark seems to remember everybody's name. Like, can she just <laughs> run our pop-up video? She's like, oh, this guy. I mean, she probably hasn't seen him since she was, like, four years old or something. Like, I don't understand Oh, uh, Malister, my father's bannerman. That's right. Yeah, yeah. who remembers that? She it's like always recognizes you know the guy everybody. That, yeah, it's like saying you know your father's mechanic or something. It's like, <laughs> I, I would not be able to recognize him. She's, she's an excellent hostess, and I think that that's one of her skills. Even in the middle of a war, she recognizes dead people that used to be friends with her dad. I, th- <laughs> I think I'd rather have a different superpower than that. <laughs> But yeah, the the Stark warring is was just so like I don't even know what's going on. Let's just move on. Move yeah. moving on, you know. Okay, moving on. Tyrion <laughs> and his Tyrion. shitty family. Oh my god, family. I was so fucking pissed about the way everybody was talking to him. I mean, it's not surprising, but I was like, yeah, he did plan the fucking battle. What's with you guys? I don't I don't know. I mean, I kind of understand because he did kill his mother, so his dad is you know, unhappy, uh, but Tyrion is clearly a really smart, capable guy, and with the fuck-ups of the, the other two fuck-up kids he's got, I don't, I just don't get why there's absolutely no, no acknowledgement. There's nothing he could have done more. I mean, he saved the city, he came up with this awesome plan, then he rallied the troops when his you know, the wimpy little king runs inside to be with his mom. I mean, what else could he have done to gain their respect? I just don't know. I mean, I think there is something interesting with the fact that for years and years, he did just kind of whore around and get drunk. And now there's nothing he can do to make up for that, which I feel like is an interesting place for a character to be. He's trying so hard, but it doesn't really matter. His reputation is what it is. Mm hmm. But when you're walking around with a battle scar across your face and people are acting like you weren't even there, that's such a low blow. By the way, interesting, another interesting departure from the book. In the book, he basically gets his nose cut off. Oh. <laughs> they oh, no. talk about it constantly. Well, they're not going to do that to Peter Dinklage, who's actually very handsome. So. Yes. <laughs> no, I was grateful. I was very grateful that they didn't actually cut off his nose. And Cersei is like sort of in a shout out to the people who've read the book. It's like, well, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Thank goodness. I know Peter Dinklage is cute. Yeah. Well, we'll hope that you get to see his butt as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's an ass we haven't seen. Come on. Equal Come opportunity on. butts. Yeah. Go for um, it. Yeah. I just don't see what his future is going to be there. I mean, there's all these other power players coming in. I just, you know, it's like Littlefinger always has a place at court. But Tyrion, I don't know. I feel like he needs to get out of there and forge his own path. He needs to pull an Arya and go on a journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else is going on? So among other kings, we saw Stannis snooze. Yeah, why don't we talk about Marjorie? Why don't we stay? Let's stay <laughs> in we're taking a stand. We're completely skipping the Stannis storyline because we don't care. And we're going on yeah. to Marjorie. He's boring, and I never remember anybody that works for him. So, uh, 
And he's stuck in a sex cult, so whatever. <laughs> Let him be. A fire sex cult. Fire sex cult. That's what that, he's doing. That's really making it sound so much more interesting than it is when it's really just people standing in a cave yelling at each other. Yeah. No. Moving on. Let's talk about Lady Die of Westeros. Archery. <laughs> which I love that that's becoming a meme. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, everybody had that same thought at the same time, oh, which yeah. is just beautiful. Marjorie rocks my world. She's just great. And I love, I well, first of all, I love how much um, the cramps that she's giving Cersei, which mm-hmm. is it's hilarious. Um, but I also love, like, all those sidelong glances that she gives Loras, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, brother and sister are, like, constantly, like, exchanging glances and rolling their eyes. And it's like, oh, my God, these Lannisters. <laughs> I love her confidence. I am a little worried that it's going to backfire because it doesn't take very much to just annoy the hell out of a Lannister. So (laughs) we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But she's somebody just described her recently as uh, like Queen (laughs) 2.0. It's like second wave and third wave feminism or something. Yeah, totally. That that Cersei needed certain strategies and skills to hold on to her power, but Marjorie is sort of like a different generation and a different comes from a different place. I like that. I like that phrase a lot. And I, I feel like we finally have a character that is Cersei's match. And we just got to see the beginnings of that during the most awkward dinner at your boyfriend's house ever. But <laughs> I I'm really excited to see them kind of duke it out because Sansa was so boring. It was like, Brandy, do you want to defend Sansa? She's like she's like your Edith. <laughs> she is a little bit like my Edith. Uh, I am interested to see where this thing goes with Baelish. I hope it actually goes smart because I feel like that conversation they had already happened back when uh, Marjorie took over. You know, it seemed like a repeat. Um. And I don't know. I mean, I she, she wasn't particularly exciting here, but I have hope. And I really like Shay as a side note. I love seeing Shay get sort of irritated with her. So I hope she's going <laughs> to learn how to be badass from Shay. Remember that scene last season when she like ran up on that guy with a or no, the other handmaiden with a knife trying to keep her from telling Cersei that Sansa got her period. I mean, right. Shay is yeah. badass. So I really love that conversation on the dock with her and um, what's her name? The the head the head of the whorehouse of little her name big is Rose, Ross. I think. Ross, yeah, R O S. Yeah, R-O-S. I really like her as well. So and I I liked that they had their kind of bonding conversation because they are even though they're not in positions of power, they are power players, and I really am interested to see how they work behind the scenes. Yeah, I wonder how much influence Roz does really have over Baelish. It's it's an interesting relationship. He definitely messed with her head a lot um, yeah. before, so I'm not sure how much influence she really has, but it's intriguing for sure. I don't know if it's that she has influence over him, but she's in contact with a lot of powerful men. Right, she has information. And, and access to people, so I see that as her power, not so much... I don't think anybody has power over Lord Baelish. I mean, I think he is an island amongst himself. I mean, I almost get the feeling that he's courting Sansa for himself because he can't have her mother. 
Who's his creepy uncle. uncle. Yeah. He's a creepy uncle. Totally creepy uncle, especially with that soul patch. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it is unfortunate. Totally. You, you remind me of your mother, Sansa. <laughs> Gross. The words no girl ever wants to hear, ever, ever. <laughs> I don't even care if your mom is the most beautiful person in the world. It's like, gross. I never want to be my mom. She's the worst. <laughs> you can tell she's gotten a promotion because she's wearing a more sturdy gown. <laughs> yeah, so is so is Marjorie. Because remember, she, her outfit also came off in one snap of a finger. <laughs> Before. This is the new measure of power because Cersei's outfit has like metal on it. That's how you know. <laughs> um. So should we get to the most badass woman, Daenerys and her teenager dragons? I, you know, I have to, I have to say, you keep calling her Daenerys. Oh no, am I saying it wrong? I think she's Daenerys. Daenerys. It's just like your little <laughs> nickname for her, though. Like when you guys have slumber parties. <laughs> I just tend to pronounce things wrong. <laughs> Tell people correctly. He calls me. you Shani, and you call her Denari. Oh. Have a pillow fight. And then I cut her nipple off. Oops, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh God. That was horrible. Yeah. That yeah. was like really hard. No, I mean I was I clutched my own nipple during that moment. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's really really hard to watch. Um. And then there was a demon shot. Like, everything was just, like, cover your eyes in this. Oh, yeah. Then it turned into the ring, and it was scary. (laughs) You know, I feel like, like, this, I think this is all supposed to be really hard to watch, because it's like she's really going to be tested, you know? She's really got to grow up and toughen up, and if you thought she was tough before, like, she, you know, she really needs to deal with, like, does she really want 8,000 slave men who have each slaughtered a baby you know under her in her army is this the deal she's going to make to get back to westeros and take the throne she's she's like in the big leagues now as far as horrible moral dilemmas go yeah i felt like that was the first time i've seen her be very feminine and questioning herself is when she was like eight thousand babies you know, because we've just seen her be so strong and kind of narrow-minded about this. But mm-hmm. when she stepped back and thought about it, it was like, oh, there's a vulnerability in this character that we actually haven't seen in a long time. Um, I know we've already talked about what was going on beyond the wall, but can I just mention that Karen Hines plays Mance Raider, who I, he's like the king of my hot men of the world. <laughs> is that the big redheaded guy? I don't know who that no, is. No, he he plays no, the other Raider, badass plays guy. The king. Oh, the guy that was Caesar in Rome. Yeah. Him. Yeah, yeah. I know we got excited love about him. him. I love him. I'm so excited. I I want to see a lot of him. I a lot of parts of him. I can tell. The theme of this. <laughs> more butts. More like... <laughs> Our ass wish list is only just growing. <laughs> I've seen some penises on HBO, and I think that that set a fine precedent for more penises here too. Let's not let's not just settle for the asses. Yeah, I agree. I want some dick, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a really muscular V section that leads down to it. 
Oh, with those little muscles. Yeah, some on hip hips. bones. Yeah. yeah. You know, some yeah. Brad Pitt yeah. circa fight club. Right. Just yeah. Throw it on Rob. You can even Photoshop them in. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, so it looks like the next episode is going to have Brienne and Arya and Bran. I mean, we have so many characters in so many different locations that it seems like they're going to be doing like half of one set of characters on one episode, half on the other. It's to be expected. Yeah. But I missed Arya, so I'm excited to see her next week. Me too. Okay, well, our other new episode that we were very excited about this week was Nashville, coming back from a long month with no new episodes. Finally. And, you know, I know that Shannon must have been happy that we opened with a scene involving a puppy. So And Deacon singing to the puppy. It was like, that's basically my porn. It's like, <laughs> a cute guy singing to a puppy. I'm done. Yeah, because you're not going to get any dick on Nashville, so it's just well, puppies. I'm hoping for it, but I, I'll take uh, I'll take him <laughs> singing to a puppy. That's fine. Yeah, I don't think ABC is going to show that, but oh well. So what do we think about Deacon trying to date somebody? Well, she sucks. I'm sorry. No, she's no Raina. No. She was fine. She's, no, she's I not mean... even a Juliet. Mm-mm. She just seems really drab and boring and predictable, and they just don't seem to have anything in common, so I'm not really sure why I'm supposed to yeah. like her. Like, I don't think if I didn't like country music that I would really want to date a guy whose entire life revolves around it, but right. he is pretty cute, so can't hurt to have lunch, I guess, after they've already boned, so. <laughs> right. That happened. That was a little, like, what? 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 We didn't even have lunch? <laughs> Um, what Teresa's you- like, I was expecting a club sandwich, so I don't understand <laughs> right. how this happened. But I would still like a Caesar salad, so yeah, exactly. let's get going. I mean, I'm fiercely on the Deacon Reina train, so I'm going to hate anybody he dates. That's just how it goes. I'm on the Deacon Reina train, too, but I don't. I think he needs to loosen up and get rid of a little baggage before that's ever going to actually work because he might love her, but he's still so angry at her, too. Right. And her life is a mess right now. I mean, she, yeah, she's not ready. You know, she she might have been kind of over Teddy, but getting divorced is a big deal. So it's mm-hmm. affected her more than I thought it was going to. He's also being a douche 2.0, so <laughs> is being a douche but she seems pretty shaken up i felt like in this whole episode reyna was just like reacting to everything happening around her but mm-hmm. i didn't feel like she had any power or agency no agency just kind of getting through like just let me get through this episode in one piece you know right although my favorite part of the whole episode was when she called up juliet <laughs> and was, was like you ruin everybody's lives like you need to take responsibility wake up And I loved it. And that's, I've been wanting these mentoring conversations to happen. And I love that I finally got one. And I mean, I also want like Juliet to say things to Raina too, you know, like Raina needs to not worry so much about what people think about her, you know, and live more of the life she wants to live, which Juliet is better at, you know? So I I was really excited about that. I guess I just Um, wanted that conversation to come off of Juliet doing something a little bit worse than just being a little bit dumb about fire code in my head i was sitting there going how was that her fault like 
She sent out a tweet. She doesn't own the building. She's not the mm. fire marshal. She's not the one who is physically letting people in at the door. I mean, maybe she was being a little flip about it, but she's a little flip about absolutely everything. So I don't know. That was just a weird moment for me to finally be the last straw for people. It seemed very like manipulative. Oh, her daughter was there, blah, blah, blah. Would she really have given a shit if her daughter wasn't there? I don't think so. I think she would just rolled her eyes. Right. I mean, the whole scenario is pretty stupid. I mean, who puts a bookshelf in the middle of a concert venue? I don't think it was really dumb. <laughs> I just, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh my God, she's ne- going to need a blood transfusion. And then that's when they're going to find out that it's Deacon's daughter. <laughs> and it was like a bump on her head. And, it was, oh. and a stuffed bunny. That's what you got instead. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. But it was pretty funny because on Twitter, everybody was like, Deacon, that's your daughter. You're saving like, everybody. <laughs> Everybody knows, probably, you know, the dog knows before Deacon does that that's his daughter. Right. She's like family, wink, wink. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So Deacon doesn't know is what we're guessing, right? He seems clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I also approve of him dating a little bit. I think he needs to, like, clear his head and have some fun and you know yeah absolutely go for it even though she's like so boring yeah but i wanted to do something good you know that's true but it's like he's his other activity besides guitar is women so maybe he needs like to go on hike the appalachian trail or do something (laughs) to clear his head all right let's move on let's talk about gunner and scarlet i am really starting to hate gunner He's a douche, then he's a flake, then he's a drunk. I mean, yeah, I mean, this whole thing is happening like the day after his brother died. So I want to cut him some slack, but he's been such a douche in the same way, but on a smaller level before where he just takes out everything on Scarlet when it's not going perfectly. It's I really am not a fan of him these days. Right. I think he's turning into Avery. And it's like, well, I already watched her be in a relationship like this, where the guy was being shitty to her and didn't didn't treasure her, respect her the way that she should be. And it was like, well, I don't really want to watch that again. Definitely don't want to watch that again. And it's like, what is it with Scarlett kind of finding these guys that are kind of jerks? Or is she not, you know, is she not laying down the law? Is she, I don't know. Well, she's attracting yeah. it. I mean, it's a two-way street. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, he turned into Avery like overnight. Basically. Right. But I feel yeah. like the show wants us to be rooting for them. Yeah, so I know. I'm just kind of confused. It's not the same. Like we were supposed to root for her to break up with Avery, but we're supposed to root for her to get with Gunner. I, what's the What's the core difference besides the fact that they sing well together? I, I agree. All these, all these young men in Nashville are just. I don't know. They need to get their shit together and grow some chest hair. It's just really, they're really, they do have the, he does have those little bumps on his hips, though, when he's wearing the towel. <laughs> he is hotter, that's for sure. Yeah. He's definitely hotter than Avery. Oh, God. Another bad soul patch. Have I confessed yeah. on the podcast before, though, that young Brandy had such a thing for Jonathan Jackson back when he was on General Hospital? Like, I was convinced I was really going to marry him when I was about 12, so. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's amazing. <laughs> that 
So this is why I kind of want Avery to, I mean, A, cut his hair and shave the facial hair, and B, get his shit together, because I'm like, oh, I still have a soft spot for Jonathan Jackson. Somehow Avery time-traveled back to 1992, where if you destroyed tapes, that it would... <laughs> but how bad was that dubstep song? Oh my god, it was so bad. He was, he was right to rebel. That was one of the worst songs I've ever heard, so... So yeah, this was a pretty light episode and it looks like things are going to get really tangled on the next one because looks like Deacon's bringing that veterinary girlfriend on tour with the two mm. other girls he slept with. So things are going to get pretty spicy and I'm okay. looking for some butts and no shirts. <laughs> okay, so our other big thing this week is our anticipation for Mad Men coming back. Mad Men and Game of Thrones on the same, on at the same time. This is an embarrassment of riches for Sunday nights. I have not gone back and rewatched season five like I wanted to, but I'm the thing I'm most excited is seeing what's up with Peggy for sure going into season six. Well, she's wearing her narrow power color red in the pictures, and she looks really confident in the cast photos. So I want to see her having some power at her new job. I think she does. I think I read in an interview that she gets to boss people around. Yeah. About that. Yeah. I just hope we get to see plenty of her because I'm worried that now that she's fragmented that we won't see as much of her. And I don't mind when a show has a few different not interlocking storylines going on. I mean, we just talked about Nashville, which kind of has that going on. So I just hope even though she's not with the agency that we've been watching that we see plenty of her. I think they've built her up so much they're not going to keep her to the wayside. Um I had an interesting conversation with the friends last week and we were talking about um, do you care about characters on a show? Because I was saying the problem with girls is I don't care about any of them. And they said, well, what characters do you care about? And I said, Joan and Peggy on Mad Men. I care so much about. And Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what they're doing. Like, Joan, as much as Peggy, I'm dying to know what's going on in her life. How is she doing? How is her newfound power? I just think last season was so huge for both of them that I'm thrilled to see them in their new roles. Yep, I agree. I agree. It's like with Nashville. Like, I really care about Raina, and I really want to know what happens to her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I really care about Juliet. I, I There's a lot of characters I care about. So when I don't care about a character, it's it disturbs me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'm I'm just really dreading me being pissed off for yet another season of Mad Men because Megan is on the show. <laughs> I'm just going to have to get over that. <laughs> and she's Canadian. I don't understand. I just, you know what? I was just in Canada and there was a cover story of, of, with, about her uh, in a Canadian magazine, and which I read. And she just was like really awesome in this interview. She was totally funny and cool. And I thought, this actress just seems great. Uh, why do I hate her character so much? But I think I hate her character because she takes up screen time that I would rather give to Peggy and Joan. That's that's like the basic, my basic issue. Mm. So we'll that's see, fair. We'll and I don't, not that I want the ending season of last, the ending scene of last season to come to meaning where I have to watch Dawn be a womanizer again. 
But him with Megan is only intermittently really interesting. Sometimes they have these great scenes, like, in faraway places. Oh, it's a great episode. Just still, like, the top Mad Men episode ever, almost for me. Probably right behind the suitcase. Yeah. But, um... But other times it's just them arguing over spaghetti, literally. <laughs> it's like, I don't I don't know why sometimes they're fascinating and sometimes they're terrible, but I want him to have some other things to do besides argue with his wife. Well, sometimes they fuck, so. <laughs> Another activity. I mean, we can add this to our more butts <laughs> list as well. Hey, John Hamm is feeling really objectified right now. So he'd really appreciate if you wouldn't say that. That's true. Respect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad for John Hamm, but that's what all actresses have to deal with 100% of the time. So um, I can't really be that upset about it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people listen when a man says it. So, you know. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Your voice yeah. is actually like um, 77% quieter than a man. <laughs> so <laughs> people can't hear you as much. So it's just not equal. Okay. I'm sure we'll have much more to say about Mad Men next week. <laughs> let's, let's wrap it up with one fabulous thing. I would like to say, I don't know how I have time to watch so much TV, but I managed to catch up on all of season one of Call the Midwife which uh, I think both of you have been bugging me to watch, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it and started it up premiered. on TV again this past Sunday. Yeah, and people should watch it. So, yeah, so I actually am catching up on Call the Midwife because I watched episodes out of order, and now I'm going back and watching them in order. And, wow, that pilot is perfect and amazing and awesome. And then the second episode, this character, who's my very favorite character, comes in, and I laughed the hardest I've laughed in so long with her falling off this bicycle and like the funniest thing I don't know this show why it's so great is it takes the time to really delve into the characters and you also have the quick pace of like a medical drama so it's really satisfying and it's a shame that I don't think it would ever gotten made in America but it is a gem of a show yeah, because it's full of a lot. There's definitely some young, good-looking women, but the majority of the female characters are actually older. A lot of them are nuns, or they are fairly plain-looking by TV standards. Yeah. And, and then the the most like non-glamorous of them all is the one who has this absolutely adorable love story. So it's just oh, I love it's it so delightful. much. Really it's delightful. Such a great show. It's a great yeah. show. Yeah. Well, then I finally listened to Brandy's advice and I got into the show Awkward, which um, is on MTV of all stations and it's on Netflix right now. I'm into season two and it is one of the most brilliant portrayals of high school life right up there with my so-called life and freaks and geeks. Um, And it kind of melds the energies of both of them, like very touching vulnerability about what it means to be a teenager but also really hilarious and yeah it's it's definitely wackier than those shows but the emotional core is kind of the same like how do I navigate all of these expectations of me and try not to be the bottom of the totem pole of popularity in high school which is just so important yeah I have I've been telling people the episode that I was like this is so brilliant is where they reenact um the drunk driving accident and the biggest 
honor is to play dead Stacy and it's bigger to be dead <laughs> Stacy than the prom queen. And everybody's like, oh my God, you're dead Stacy. And it's amazing. It's That's, so funny. That was a thing at my high school too. It was a big deal to be in that reenactment that scared the shit out of everybody before prom night. Oh, I didn't know I people know. really did it. Oh. oh, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it wasn't on oh, a stage. God. It was like out on the field and they had like real cars and stuff. It was really scary. Oh. Dead Stacy. Yeah. Still laughing. About it. Anyways, check it out. It's, every character is amazing. I love it. So I, I decided that I was watching way too much quality television. So I decided that I was going to start watching Scandal on Netflix. And um, oh boy, it's like, well, first of all, it's just so dramatic. <laughs> yes. I watch Scandal. It, there's a lot going on on that show. There's a lot of pursed lips and raised eyebrows and crossed arms. And and, and I think they're giving, they're even giving an Amy Sherman Palladino show a run for its money on how quickly everyone speaks. It's just a <laughs> lot of dialogue. <laughs> and it's always sort of dusk or nighttime. Yeah, yeah. Often, like, <laughs> well, it always has to be the right time of day to be lurking outside of someone's apartment building, so... <laughs> Right. I just I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. Um, and it's 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 cool to see Carrie Washington as the lead also, which is pretty great. So um, I'm I'm having fun with it. I, I'm I've only watched probably four or five episodes so far. But it's a good yeah. it's a palate cleanser. Thank you for listening to another episode of Damsels in Discussion. You can find us on Twitter at damsels underscore discuss on Tumblr at damselsdiscussed.tumblr.com and by searching Damsels in Discussion on Facebook. We will be back next week with more chatter about Game of Thrones in Nashville and I'm sure a lot of things to say about Mad Men. It's raining, man, I can't